help. That one show is under a British invasion. Some of the greatest bands, songs, and albums in the history of popular music are imported from England. The British have gifted us with a treasure trove of some of the best bands to ever do it. And on this episode, myself and Natalie Combs will pick our 10 favorites. So pick up your phone, because London's calling. This is That One Show, Season 2, Episode 5, Top 10 British Bands. show with Brian Combs. This is episode 5, top 10 British bands. And I cannot take credit for this one. This was 100% my daughter's idea. She came ready with her rankings and notes and said, I want to do a podcast. And I said, well, what do you want to do it on? She said, our favorite British bands. So Natalie, how did you come up with this idea? Um, I just saw your podcast about the Ohio artists, and I thought that it would be fun to do one about Britain because of the British invasion. Yeah, absolutely. And, the, you know, the British invasion was mainly through the 60s and early 70s, but I'm sure we'll have bands on here throughout all the decades, even, you know, into the 80s, 90s, and maybe even into the 2000s some. So, uh, this is your first time on this podcast. I'm glad to have you. You are, uh, my daughter, for those that you don't know, just, uh, Tell everybody how old you are and, uh, you know, and, and outside of British bands, maybe give them one or two musicians that you love right now. Um, I'm 14 and I really like Metallica and I'm a big fan of Led Zeppelin. Alrighty. Well, I'm sure Led Zeppelin may be on the list today. <laughs> uh, hopefully for one of us at least. Uh, so we'll go ahead and take a very quick break. Uh, for about 15 seconds and get all of our notes in order and we'll come back and we'll start with our number 10 favorite British band. How's that sound? Good. Okay, we are ready to get right into our favorite British bands. Natalie, since this was your idea, I'm going to let you go first. Who is your 10th favorite British artist? Um, I had One Direction. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, all right. So let's talk a little bit about them. What, what was it about One Direction that caused you to put them on this list? I actually saw them in concert about nine years ago when I was around five years old. It was a pretty good experience, but I could barely hear the band over all the teenage girls yelling. Now, do you care to tell the audience who took you to that? You. That's <laughs> right. I'm a good dad, right? Yeah. So we drove about nine hours all the way to Detroit, Michigan, and saw them at Ford Field with about 60,000 other people. And do you remember how... They all started squealing and squalling like an hour before they even came on stage. Like, I don't see how they had any voices left by the concert even started. That's right. So, uh, who's your favorite member of One Direction? Harry Styles. That's right. And me and your mom, we bought you a life-size cutout for your birthday <laughs> of Harry when you were six, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, what, uh, do you have a favorite album by One Direction? Um, Up All Night. Up All Night, Okay. So what the way we do it on this show is we once we talk about an artist and uh, we go ahead and let you choose one song of theirs that may be your favorite or just one that you want everybody to hear. So what song do you want us to play for our listeners by the one and only One Direction right now? That's what makes you beautiful. All right. <laughs> Sorry. 
You're insecure. Don't know what for. You're turning heads when you walk through the door. Don't need makeup to cover up. Being the way that you are is enough. Everyone else in the room can see it. Everyone else but you. Baby, you light up my world like nobody else. The way that you flip your head gets me over. Okay, it's now time for my 10th favorite British band. And let me say, we should have said this in the opening, we are not including solo artists. This is bands only. So you obviously, there's great solo Britain musicians, David Bowie, for example, Adele and others. They are not eligible for this particular list. It's bands only. That being said, my 10th favorite uh, British band of all time is Oasis, made up of two brothers, Liam and Noel Gallagher, who are, by all counts, both royal buttholes. <laughs> However, they are very talented. They have seven studio albums between 1996 and 2009 when they broke up. Uh, they have sold 22 million albums to date worldwide just off of their album, What's the Story, Morning Glory, that was released in 1995, and it actually spent 10 weeks at number one. And... Uh, they, by all accounts, likely will never get back together. Uh, they've turned down, I think, like $200 million to go on a reunion tour a few years ago. Notoriously, those two brothers hate each other, and they cannot put their differences aside. Hopefully, one day they will. That being said, uh, my album is the aforementioned What's the Story, Morning Glory. And the song I chose uh, is probably my favorite song of those, but it was also used brilliantly in one of my favorite teen dramas. Now, for those that don't know me, I am a huge fan of teen dramas, starting with Beverly Hills 90210 through The O.C. Now, The O.C. had a brilliant first and second season. And for my money, the best episode they ever produced was in season two. It was episode... I think 19, and it's called Rainy Day Women. And for those OC fans, you likely remember this episode because at the end of it, Seth and Summer got back together. She ran to his house from the airport where she was due to depart to Europe with her current boyfriend whom she broke up with to take Seth back. He had fallen off his roof in the rain in a Spider-Man mask, and she took it off, and they kissed and made up all the while while this song played course of talking about my favorite oasis song which will play for you now champagne supernova how many special people change how many lives are living strange where were you while we were getting high Than a cannonball Where were you while we were getting high? Someday you will find me Caught beneath the landslide In a champagne supernova in the sky Someday you will find me Caught beneath the landslide In a champagne supernova Okay, so Natalie, I, I didn't give you a chance to speak about that. Uh, mainly, not necessarily about Oasis, but about the OC, because you love that show as well, and I just told my favorite episode, and I want you to share with our audience what you told me off air that was your favorite episode. My favorite episode was actually whenever Oliver got arrested. Uh, anybody who watches that show will tell you that they could not stand his character, and I actually hated his character so much. Every time I watch a show and find a character I don't like, I refer to them as the Oliver of that show. I remember that. He was he was the worst, wasn't he? He was terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. He was in the first season, and I'm so glad they got rid of him and never brought him back. 
And I do remember, and this is horrible to say, but I think he threatened to kill himself four or five times. And I don't know about you. I was just wishing he'd hurry up and do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it's my turn to go first this round for our number nine favorite artist. And I'll get right into it. My ninth favorite British band is Led Zeppelin, who were active from 1968 up until 1980, when unfortunately their drummer, the late great John Bonham, passed away. They released eight studio albums. All but one went to number one. That's right, they had seven number one albums. And uh, my favorite album of theirs is Led Zeppelin Untitled or Led Zeppelin Number 4 that was released in 1971 and went on to sell a whopping 37 million copies and is ranked 58th best album of all time by Rolling Stone. There's many, many good songs on this album. Black Dog, Going to California, Stairway to Heaven, but the one I'm going to play, being a nerd and a fan of The Hobbit, J.R.R. Tolkien and Lord of the Rings, I am going to play... In a minute for you, the Misty Mountain Hop, which is very much references the Misty Mountain found in The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Natalie, I'm not going to ask you if you have Led Zeppelin on your list or not, but do you want to say anything about them very briefly before we get into the next one? I just think they brought a lot to the music industry with their style and stuff. Absolutely. So here are... Led Zeppelin, my number nine favorite British band of all time, with their song, Misty Mountain Hop. If you go down in the streets today, baby, you better Myself, Brian Combs, my favorite daughter, my only daughter, Natalie Combs, <laughs> are counting down our 10 favorite British bands. And Natalie, it is your turn. For number nine, I had Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden. I'm going a little heavy here. So what do you like about Iron Maiden? I like the fact that they have their own beer. <laughs> well, hold, no, hold on a minute here. You know, you're not old enough to drink. Well, yeah, I just like that idea, and I really like what they brought to heavy metal with their music. Yeah, and uh, I will give them this: they've got some of the best cover art on their albums ever. They've always got that freakish looking, like zombie skeleton type fella uh, on there. That's pretty cool. And they've got some awesome shirts, and they do have several good songs. Uh, so. Did you pick an album that you particularly like by Iron Maiden? Uh, Fear of the Dark. Fear of the Dark. That's a good one. Good one. Uh, so, what song are we going to play by Iron Maiden and maybe tell us just a little bit about it? The Trooper. The Trooper. And uh, what do you like about it? I just like the instrumental part of it, mostly. Do you like the guitar solos? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do too. So uh, introduce this song one more time and we'll go ahead and play it. This is The Trooper by Iron Maiden.
And we are back. And Natalie, it is time for you to announce your eighth favorite British band of all time. The Arctic Monkeys. The Arctic Monkeys. I know you've liked them for a few years now. And the cool thing about you is I love music. And I, I've never really, you know, pushed any music on you that I like. I've let you listen to and discover music on your own. And this is a band that you discovered on your own, right? Yeah. How did you actually discover them? I bet you it was TikTok. Actually, I was just listening to music on Apple Music, and they just came up. <laughs> cool, okay. So what do you like about the Arctic Monkeys? Who is uh, the first band that we've uh, any of us have picked yet that's, that's, that's a little bit modern? They've been out, I guess, probably about 10 years or so now. Once again, I really just like their style of writing. Yeah. So do you have a favorite album by the Arctic Monkeys? A.M. A.M. I think that uh, you actually, with your own money, bought that out on vinyl last year, right? Uh, yeah, that was one of my first vinyl records. All right. So do you have a song by the Arctic Monkeys that you want to play for those uh, folks out there today? 505. 505. And you texted me earlier today and came give me a heads up about this song and asked me when I edited into the thing that you wanted me to include what? The beat dropping. The beat dropping. So I've done that. Here is the Arctic Monkeys with their song. 505, and as Natalie requested, it will include the beat drop. <laughs> It is now time for me to announce my ace favorite British band of all time. And unlike my previous two, it is a band that is still very much active, Mumford & Sons. They formed back in 2007. Marcus Mumford uh, is the lead singer and guitarist and lyricist. And uh, they have four albums to date. And... Their debut, which is the album I'm going to talk about today, is Sign No More. It sold, as of now, a little over 3 million copies, 3.2 million copies to be exact. And it was obviously been their debut album, uh, how I was first exposed to them. And I was up one morning and uh, just listening to uh, music in passing uh, Saturday morning, and a song came on, and... I could tell that the people were either Irish or British, but they were very much playing a bluegrass style of, uh, of instrumentation. And the song, was come to find out, was Little Line Man. And I loved it, and I have been a fan of theirs ever since for the last 15 years now. Uh, I've loved to see them grow as artists and as a band. Uh, but... The first song I heard from them remains my favorite song that I've ever heard from them, and that's the one we'll play for you now. Here he is, Mumford and Sons with Little Lime Man. Weak for yourself, my man, you'll never be what is in your heart. Weak little lion, man, you're not as brave as you are at the start. Rate yourself and rake yourself. Take all the courage you have left. And waste it on fixing all the problems that you made in your own head. But it was not your fault but mine. And it was your heart on the line. I really fucked it up this time. Didn't I, my dear?
Okay, so it is my turn uh, to start with our number seven favorite British band of all time, and that is The Clash. If you all listen to the season premiere, you know what a big fan my friend Charles is of The Clash. When I told him that we were recording this episode, he texted me uh, that you know that I better have The Clash on my list, basically, and uh, Charles, I do, but probably not as quite as high as you would hope. But hey, there is a plethora of great British bands out there, and for them to, just to make the top ten at all is an achievement, and they are coming in at lucky number seven. They did release six albums, and the one we will talk about today is London Calling, probably their most famous album, if not their best. Uh, Rolling Stone uh, said that this particular album is the 16th best album of all time. It was released back in December of 1979 in England and then in January of 1980 here in the United States. And as far as The Clash goes, uh, it's no doubt my favorite. I know that's probably an easy pick. Uh, some people prefer others, their self-titled debut and other things. And it's got a hidden track on it called Train in Vain that is one of their bigger hits, believe it or not. But the one I'm going to focus in on today, being that this is a top 10 British band list, is their title track off of London Calling. Of course, it is called London Calling. And it is ranked the 15th best song of all time, according to, you guessed it, Rolling Stone. And here it is for your ears and everyone else's. The 15th best song of all time, according to Rolling Stone, The Clash, with London Collin. seven favorite British band of all time and who is that? Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd. Got several iconic albums out. The Wall, Dark Side of the Moon, uh, things of that nature and uh, what do you like about Pink Floyd? Um, besides from their music, I really like their merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I really like their cover art too. Okay, so uh, I'll talk briefly about them because, spoiler alert, they actually aren't on my list. They were until this morning, and then a band that I loved that I totally had a mind fart about and couldn't remember bumped them off, and I'll get to that later. But I do really like Pink Floyd. They were my number 10 for a long time, and then this morning ended up being my number 11 and just missing it. And uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of this, Nat, but you know their album, Dark Side of the Moon? That's actually the album I had picked. Okay, have you heard the thing about it and Wizard of Oz? No. Okay, so back in the 80s, some, some college kids somewhere smoking some marijuana got the bright idea to put that on and play it and start at the exact same time, The Wizard of Oz. And supposedly, you can research this online, It uh, there is moments in the album that match up and sync perfectly with visuals in The Wizard of Oz as it goes by. That's That's crazy, and supposedly, I've never done it. Supposedly, if you do do it, you do need to have some marijuana in your system. So, so please don't do that, Natalie. I'm not, this is not me recommending you do this. It's just me telling you about it. But what do you like about Dark Side of the Moon? Um, well, for starters, I do like the design of the album. And then most of the songs on there just really are unique. It, the Pink Floyd most definitely had their own sound. I don't think another band has ever sounded like them before or since. Now... What Pink Floyd song do you have for our listeners today? Hey, you. All right. Hey, I 
out there on your own, sitting naked by the phone, will you touch me? Okay, that was Pink Floyd with Hey You. That was Natalie's, was it your number seven favorite band? Yeah. All right. I think it's my turn now. I think we're into number six. I will go ahead uh, and tell my sixth favorite band. And that is The Who. Roger Daughtry and Pete Townsend, Keith Moon and John Itwistle. Twelve albums. Uh, they were ranked the 28th best band of all time by Rolling Stone. That's probably a little too low. They should have been higher. Uh, do you know much about the Who, Natalie? Uh, I know a few of their stuff. Yeah. So, they were heavily influential to one of my favorite bands of all time, Pearl Jam, specifically lead singer Eddie Vedder. Uh, they cover several Who songs in concert. Most notably, the one we'll talk about here in a minute. But my al my favorite album by them is Who's Next, released in 1971, and it was a number one hit record. And it contains my favorite song of theirs, and that is the one and only Baba O'Reilly, which most people actually think is called Teenage Wasteland, but it is not. And the words Baba O'Reilly actually never appear in the song, but that is its name. Have you heard that song, that? I think I have before. Yeah, I'd say you've probably heard me listening to it a few times. And uh, we'll go ahead and play it now, and then we'll get into your number six. How's that sound? That sounds good. All right, this is The Who with Baba O'Reilly. Six favorite British band, The Who, with Baba O'Reilly. Nat, we'll go ahead and let, uh, let you introduce, and we'll talk about your number six, play a song from them, and then after that, we'll take a real quick break for intermission, and we'll get back to the top five. All that being said, who is your number six favorite British band of all time? The Cure. I love The Cure. Now, they barely, barely missed off of my lists. What do you like about them? I really like the messages that they have in their songs. Yeah, and a lot of people consider them to be uh, on the, maybe even the inventors are definitely on the forefront of the goth rock and the goth look movement, uh, especially the lead singer dressing in all black, pale face, black lipstick, black hair. He looked like Edward Scissorhands before Edward Scissorhands. <laughs> so uh, what, what, what's your favorite album about The Cure, Natalie? Disinterrogation. Ah, that's a, that's a good one. That's a good one. What, what what particularly do you like about that, briefly? Like I said, I just really like the messages that they have in their songs and the style that they put out there. Yes. Do you, what, what favorite song uh, of yours by The Cure are we going to let our listeners hear a bit of today? 
Boys don't cry. Boys don't cry. Here that is. And then we'll take a very quick break and we'll be back with our top five. Before we get into the top five, we ha we're having a conversation about Reba McIntyre during the break <laughs> of all people, and specifically her song "Fancy." <laughs> and now, Natalie, do you like this song? I despise it. I'll be honest with you. Now, like, like we said earlier, I don't actually force you to listen to stuff, uh, and I would absolutely never, even if you were my own worst enemy, force force you to listen to that boy hockey. Because, in my opinion, out of the millions of songs. Spanning all genres of music over all time, it is the worst song ever written and recorded. Uh, what? So you don't like it either, right? Right. So basically, for those uninitiated who've never heard that, and if you haven't, count yourself lucky. It is a song about a woman who whores out her own teenage daughter to some rich guys. Here's your chance, Fancy. Don't let me down. It's horrible. <laughs> It's such a horrible, horrible message, and for whatever reason, people love it across this world. Like, yeah, and they just like to sing along. Here's your chance, fancy, don't let me down. And like, I'm pretty sure that the majority of people who listen to that song don't really understand the meaning what, of it. Well, let me tell them one more time what the meaning of it is. It is about a woman who sells her own daughter off to a whorehouse. That is right. It is as bad as it possibly gets. And the only thing that's as bad is Reba's perm from the cover of that album that Fancy is on. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we've spent enough time on Reba. Let's go ahead and get into our top five. I'm going to let you start. This is the five artists, British bands that we think are the best to ever do it. The cream of the crop, the top of the top. Who is your fifth favorite British band of all time, Natalie? I had the Rolling Stones, and they would have been a little bit higher, but they got beat out by some other really good bands. Well, top five is good, and I'm just pleased that you have included the Rolling Stones. I will definitely be sharing my thoughts on them later, but briefly, what do you like about them? Um, I really like, I just like how they introduce rock and roll mainly. Yeah, I mean, the debate between them and the Beatles has gone on forever, and by all accounts, they're probably the two best bands of all time you know. Yeah, there's no question that's about it. And uh, it's just what you, what you like. Now, for my money, the Rolling Stones, and I'll get in this later, but they are the quintessential rock and roll band. And, uh, you know, they have their logo with the lips and tongue that everybody knows, even if they can't even name me a Rolling Stones song. If they see that, they immediately identify that as their logo, which is probably the most iconic logo of not just music history, but one of you know, pop culture history. You actually have a shirt that's got that on it, right? Oh, uh, yeah. And while we're on the topic of British fans, I do remember whenever we had a theory that Mick Jagger was Harry Styles' dad. Well, I mean, the similarities is there in, in, in both the Stones and, you know, uh, One Direction's on your list. And if they ever make a movie about the Stones and or Mick Jagger, Harry Styles has got to play Mick, right? Yeah. And God knows Mick does have a lot of illegitimate children out there and legitimate <laughs> children. I think he's got like 12 known children and he even just had one two years ago at the age of 77 with a 23-year-old dancer from New York City. But anyway, what is your favorite Rolling Stones album? Aftermath. That's a good one. And that's actually surprising because a lot of, that's, that's kind of, uh, you know, one of their lesser known albums, but I love that you've picked that. And... What song by the Rolling Stones are we playing today, Natalie? Give me shelter. Your mom is in the background over here, and she just done a silent fist pump because she loves that song. 
<laughs> and uh, but go ahead and introduce it one more time, and we'll go ahead and play it. This is "Gimme Shelter" by the Rolling Stones. <laughs> straight on into my number five favorite British band of all time, and that is the one and only Queen. Freddie Mercury, Brian May, Roger Taylor, and John Deacon. While it considered to be one of the greatest bands of all time, and they actually hold a Guinness World Record, and that is their albums have spent a combined 1,322 weeks on the album charts. Think about that for a minute. I think just doing the math, that's over 10 years. Actually, it's about 12 years, I think. And Freddie Mercury, the late great lead singer of Queen, was scientifically proven to be the greatest singer in the history of pop music. And what I mean by that is some scientists studied all the singers throughout all the lands, throughout all the history, and determined that he by far had the best and largest range. So, I mean, they hold the record for albums being on the charts and their lead singer is scientifically proven to be the greatest singer of all time. How could we not include them? Now, I want to talk briefly about a movie in the 1980s called Flash Gordon. And it was uh, not a great movie, but one that is my guilty pleasure and they did the soundtrack to that. But that is not the album that I picked as my favorite. My favorite of theirs is A Night at the Opera. And the song that I will play for you all today is my favorite Queen song. And let me tell you that this was very difficult because they have probably seven or eight that I go back and forth between. But I landed on I Want to Break Free from 1984, a song from their latter years that I've always loved and I particularly love to run to. And I know, Natalie, you have some thoughts on Queen because I, I, I know enough to know you've got them ranked somewhere, so I'll let you talk about them when that time comes. Is that okay? Yeah, that's good. But anyway, here is Queen, my number five favorite British band, with I Want to Break Free. I want to break free. favorite British band of all time and why? The Beatles because their soundtracks that they put in their songs introduce so much to like the music business. Yes and uh, they they had I think 12 albums I think 11 of them went number one but uh, who uh, Ringo, George, Paul and John which one's your favorite? Paul. That's the only correct answer. <laughs> so, uh, what's, uh, you know, I know that the Beatles is someone 
in passing that your mother and I introduced you early when we, and by we, I mean me first bought a turntable and began to collect vinyl several years ago, played, uh, immediately bought several of their albums and played them. So, you know, you have been exposed to them, whether you've known it or not, from, from the time you was probably basically born. But what is your favorite Beatles album? Hard Day's Night. Hard Day's Night. Uh, so what do you like about that one? That's one of their earlier albums. It's it's actually a, a kind of a transition album right out the borderline uh, around the time Bob Dylan introduced them to uh, hallucinogenic drugs and they changed their sound. Uh, but what do you like about that album? Just the creativity that goes into it. Yeah. And they, they definitely were pioneers in the studio. Uh, what song by the Beatles is your favorite? And, and we'll play it for the folks out there. Yellow Submarine. Oh, that's a good one. In the town where I was born Lived a man who sailed to sea And he told us of his life In the land of submarines So we sailed unto the sun Till we found the sea of green All right, we each have three bands left. We're really down to the nitty-gritty now. The best of the best. Uh, Natalie, without further ado, who have you ranked as your third favorite British band of all time? Black Sabbath. All right, a little Ozzy Osbourne, a little Dio. So what do you like about Black Sabbath? One of the pioneers and greatest metal bands of all time. They honestly really pretty much invented heavy metal, and I genuinely like how most of their songs tell a story. They do. A lot of their songs absolutely tell a story, and I'm a sucker for a good story song, as you all well know. I don't have them ranked, but I do very much love them. I'm glad you picked them so we could talk about them today. Uh, Ozzy Osbourne... Uh, it's kind of become a cartoon and a character over the years, but I mean, you can't deny his talent as a charismatic front man of Black Sabbath and then solo later. I mean, the dude eat a bat's head live on stage and eat a... He's about as metal as they get. I mean, eating a live bat on stage is... is I, I don't know if it get much metal than that. Unless you're, I guess, Eddie playing Master of Puppets in the, <laughs> in the Upside Down. <laughs> while some demon bats get at you, but that's beside the point. So what is your favorite album by Black Sabbath? Paranoid. Paranoid. That's a good one. And what is your favorite Black Sabbath song that we're going to play for those fine folks out there today? Iron Man. Of course. <laughs> that's, that's an all-timer. favorite British band of all time is Radiohead. They have won six Grammy Awards. 
They are made up of Tom York, Johnny Greenwood, Colin Greenwood, Ed O'Brien, and Philip Selway. Uh, the album that I will talk about today was released back in October of 2000, my sophomore year of college, and it is called Kid A. It is, according to Rolling Stone and Pitchfork, the best album released in the since the year 2000. And it is considered to be the 20th greatest album of all time, period, by Rolling Stone. I actually had them ranked, but they got beat out by a few bands. I'm, well, I, you know, for someone your age, which again is 14, I'm very proud that you not only know who Radiohead are, but like them enough to actually consider them for this list, Nat. They remind me of that one South Park episode. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? The one where um, that kid tricked Cartman, so then he put his kids and, I mean, his parents into that chili, and then they came and saw him crying. So, did he eat his parents in the chili? Yes. <laughs> That's messed up. I mean, that sounds like something straight out of, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre or something. <laughs> but you're a big fan of South Park, right? Yeah. Who's your favorite on there? The one and only Eric Cartman. That's right. That's right. But getting back to Radiohead, uh, they've got a bunch of great songs. The National Anthem, uh, How to Disappear to Completely. But the one that is probably my favorite and the one I'll play for our folks out there today is Everything in Its Right Place, which was actually written and inspired by Tom York's experience touring and promoting their previous album, which was called OK Computer, which really rocked them to superstardom. Uh, and the funny thing is, when this song and the album Kid A came out, uh, it was such a departure from what they had, you know, anything that they had released that far. They used a lot of synthesizers. They used a lot of uh, layering in their vocals and instrumentation. It was very experimental. And I remember, and forgive me, Nat, but this isn't anything you haven't heard before, uh, when it was released, it was very divisive. Either the critics gave it a 10 out of 10 or basically hated it. And one credit, I can't remember which one, literally led off their review with, what is this shit? <laughs> well, what is this shit? It's one of the greatest songs of the last 22 years. This is Radiohead with everything in its right place. jumped the gun and let you do your number three before I did my number four, but that's fine. Uh, I'll go ahead and do my number three now, uh, which is Coldplay, which was the band I was referencing a while ago that I totally forgot about until this morning on my way to work, and I'm so ashamed of myself. It's one of mine and your mother's favorites. Uh, they've released nine albums as of this recording, and all nine have went to number one, which is a great achievement. Now, my favorite album of theirs is their second album that was released back in 2001, right in my heyday, my college years. I was a junior at Morehead State University, go Eagles. And it is called A Rush of Blood to the Head. It's got some classic songs on it, In My Place, The Scientist, Clocks, etc., etc. And while I'm talking about The Scientist, seek out Willie Nelson's cover of that. Because it, in my opinion, may be the greatest cover of all time. But anyway, go back to Coldplay. Your mother and I have been fortunate enough to see them twice. Uh, uh, once on the X and Y tour, and then once a couple years later in uh, 
Living La Vida. Uh, what's the name of that album, Dixie? It's not Living La Vida Loca. I've got Ricky Martin Live on my mind since he raped his nephew. Live La Vida. Live La Vida. Yeah, that's right. My bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Lord, I'm sorry, you all. Uh, but my favorite Coldplay song, which was not my favorite Coldplay song until you were born. And when you were a little bitty baby, your mom used to sing this as she put you to sleep. And I absolutely have loved this song since and it is off of their third album x and y here they are with fix you favorite British band of all time. The one and only Queen. I talked a lot about Queen earlier, so I will give you the floor on this. What's your favorite album? Um, well, Not at the Opera. That's mine, so that's awesome. So, what do you like about Queen? I really like how everybody knows most of their songs, and you can just kind of join in. Like, whenever I was in elementary school, everybody would do, like, We Will, We Will Rock You on the tables. And I just thought that was really fun. Yeah. And they're so diverse because really none of their songs sound the same. I mean, every song is its own beast. Uh, so, Anaya's Opera is your favorite album. Now, I know you've got some thoughts on Freddie Mercury. Uh, you and I and your mom, we watched the, uh, the movie they made on him a few years ago, and you really liked it, right? Yeah, I really like the statements that Freddie Mercury made with his fashion choices. Oh, yes. I mean, he was a uh, a leader in the fashion industry, and uh, he uh, he had an awesome mustache at one time. And <laughs> so, what is your favorite Queen song? And, we, and, and obviously, we'll go ahead and play it for the folks. Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm glad you picked that one, because it's one of the... Great songs and one of the great songs to sing along to that's ever been put to tape. is number one and two not just on british bands of all time but bands period and they are my number one and two it's the question is which one is which well number two for me is the beatles and they are without a doubt the most influential and probably what well-known and popular band to ever do it uh they released 12 albums and all but one went number one. They had 25 number one songs. I think at one point in time, they 
had eight of the ten songs in the top ten on the Billboard charts back in 1964. Uh, a feat that has never been and probably never will be matched. Now, you mentioned earlier when you talked about the the Beatles, how Paul's your favorite. Well, he's mine too. And the most pleasantly surprised I've ever been at any concert I went to is back in college, your mom and I had the absolute worst seats in the house up against the wall to see him in concert, and he killed it. He played 30-some songs. He played it a lot of Beatles hits. He also played a few hits he had with Wings. He had, you know, for his age, he had just unparalleled energy out there and the crowd was on their feet the whole two and a half, three hours singing along to every song and it was fantastic. And then a few years ago, uh, we went for our anniversary to Las Vegas, Nevada and saw a show that Circus Soleil puts on called Beatles Love in which they do... Uh, acrobatics and dance set to Beatles songs and my favorite segment of that is Eleanor Rigby. Uh, Eleanor Rigby is likely my number one Beatles song barely beating out Hey Jude and the two couldn't be more opposite. Hey Jude's like six minutes. Eleanor Rigby is barely two minutes but it tells such a fantastic story about not just Eleanor Rigby but Father McKenzie and I will go ahead and play that for the folks now, and then you and I will come back to close the show, and I'll announce our number one favorite British bands of all time. Here are the Beatles, my number two favorite British band of all time, with Eleanor Rigby. Ah, look at all the lovely up the rice in the church where a wedding has been lives in a dream waits at the window wearing the face that she keeps in a jar by the door who is it for all the lonely people where do they all come from all the lonely people where do Writing the words of a sermon that no one will hear No one comes near Look at him working Donning his socks in the night when there's nobody there Natalie, real quick, I want you to recap 10 through 2 For, for those who haven't been playing close attention And then go ahead and introduce your number one favorite British band of all time Ten was One Direction, nine was Iron Maiden, eight was Arctic Monkeys, seven Pink Floyd, six The Cure, five The Rolling Stones, four The Beatles, three Black Sabbath, and two Queen. And who is your favorite British band of all time? The Smiths. The Smiths. Morrissey. All right. Uh, what do you like about the Smiths? I just really like how unique his voice is in his music and how they have a different range of songs from like pop to rock. Yes. And do you have a favorite album by the Smiths? Louder Than Bombs. Louder Than Bombs. Now they were a very social conscious band. I know Morrissey himself is a strict vegan. I think they've even got a song called Meat is Murder. Uh, what song is your favorite Smith song and the one we will play for our listeners today. There's a lot that never goes out. Great title and great song. So go ahead and introduce it for our folks and I'll go ahead and play it. This is There Is A Lot That Never Goes Out by the Smiths. Strange fear gripped me and I just couldn't pass 
get into a recap of my picks and my number one, I want to take a second to thank my daughter Natalie for not just being on this episode, but coming up with the idea, the theme for this episode, spending a lot of time researching these bands that she loves. And I also want to tell you, Natalie, how proud I am of you. Uh, you are a brilliant and beautiful young lady. And I love the fact that you seek out new music on your own and find stuff that you like and enjoy and go down the rabbit hole on those artists and listen to as many albums and songs as you possibly can because that's exactly what I did at your age and that I still do too today. So uh, do you have any final thoughts uh, for our listeners out there uh, before I get into my recap of my number one? They don't make music good nowadays as they used to. <laughs> I can agree with that. All right, so to recap, my 10 favorite British bands of all time. Number 10, Oasis. Number 9, Led Zeppelin. Number 8, Mumford & Sons. Number 7, The Clash. The Who coming in at number 6. Queen at number 5. Number 4, Radiohead. Number 3, Coldplay. Number 2, The Beatles. And number 1, the one and only Rolling Stones. To date, they have 26 albums, 16 of which have reached number one. Now, I was fortunate enough to see them live back in the day, and they were great. Uh, my biggest memory of that show is Keith Richards being so stoned that he could not hardly stand up. He literally was propped up against a wall of amps, but he had whatever energy he had in his body he channeled to play guitar, which he did brilliantly. And he would have a roadie stick a cigarette in his mouth, light it, he would smoke it to the bud, spit it out, and the same roadie would come back with a replacement cigarette. And that went on all two hours of the show. Now, I want to take the listeners back till 1986. I was six years old. And I was piffering through my grandma's old house, the house that my parents and his siblings grew up in was left to his sister and they had an attic that was full of a bunch of junk and I was piffering through that junk one day and I remember two items that I found. One was a cardboard Valentine's candy box full of what looked like to me just crushed up grass. Well, it was grass. It was marijuana come to find out years later. Dried up and ready to smoke. <laughs> and the second thing I found was a collection of 8-tracks. For those that don't know, that predated cassettes and CDs. And it was a way to actually take music and listen to in the car with you outside of what was on the radio. And the only one that caught my eye, and by caught my eye, I thought it had a cool picture on it, a cover art. It was by some band called the Rolling Stones. It was called Tattoo You, and it had a red background and a silhouette of a person with head-to-toe lines, of course, Tattoo You. So I stole it. In retrospect, I probably should have stolen and sold the marijuana. I'd be a lot richer today, but I stole the eight track <laughs> <laughs> And I brought it home, and I put it in my dad's eight-track player, and I immediately heard, da-da-da-da the opening chords to start me up. And this was the first time as a young child, eight years old, that I legitimately listened to music. And it has paved the way for the next 35 years of my listening and love of music and all things music. So when making this list, there was no doubt who would be number one. The one and only Rolling Stones. Now the song that I'm going to played by them today and it's going to close us out it's called dead flowers and it actually mentions the state of kentucky and it is a song that was in their quote-unquote country era it was on the album uh sticky fingers and it has a brilliant line and this line is well when you're sitting there in your rose pink Cadillac, making bets on 
Kentucky Derby Day. I'll be in my basement room with a needle and a spoon with another girl to take my pain away. A brilliant line, a very vivid line, and that's closing us out today. Once again, thank you, Natalie. This has been a blast, a privilege for me as your dad to sit down and record this podcast with you. Here are the Rolling Stones, the greatest, according to me, British band of all time, closing us out with their song, Dead Flowers. Sitting back in your rose paint Cadillac Making bets on Kentucky Derby Day I'll be in my basement room With a needle and a spoon And another girl to take my That One Show with Brian Combs is brought to you by Thatcher Barbecue Company and is written, produced, and recorded by me, Brian Combs. You can look me up on social media, on Twitter, at That One Show BC, on Instagram, at That One Show with Brian Combs, on Facebook, at That One Show Podcast, and on Patreon at That One Show. So go follow us along on any of those sites and please subscribe on iTunes or Spotify, whichever you prefer. And finally, if you are enjoying this show, I ask from the bottom of my heart that you recommend it to at least one other person with whom you feel would enjoy it as well. Until next time, this has been That One Show with Brian Combs.